0: Hi guys, you're listening to another episode of Escape Your Boring Job Stories. My name is Ivana and today I'm interviewing Claire Milward. Claire is a digital marketing consultant. She's based in South Africa and she works remotely for a Swiss blockchain company. I met Claire when we worked on a joint project and I must say, I was impressed by how Claire managed both the project and digital marketing for her company, even though she works completely remotely. Remote work is a big topic now with the pandemic. We see more and more companies hiring people who live in other countries because after all, there are plenty of tasks that you can nearshore or offshore. So that's why I wanted to talk to Claire and get some useful tips for you guys who want to work as freelance and remote digital marketing consultants, virtual assistants, or in similar roles. Claire, welcome to my podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself and tell us more about your current job.
1: Hi Ivana. It's so great to be here. So thank you so much for having me. I was born and raised in Johannesburg, South Africa. And then I studied in Cape Town at the University of Cape Town. I did a triple major degree in economics, organizational psychology and media and writing. And this set me up quite well to start a career in digital marketing. At the moment, I'm working for a company called Nomad Now. Nomad Now is the first digital hiring platform in South Africa. So it's set to be the Airbnb or Uber of hiring in South Africa. It was started by Ross Payton, who is the founder of Payton Personnel, a 23-year-old recruitment firm servicing the financial services industry in South Africa with top C-suite talent. So Ross found a gap in the market and decided to digitize his existing business. Basically, Nomad Now cuts out the middleman in the hiring process. And as a result, I place talent for 4% to 5% as opposed to the traditional 15 to 20% due to the presence of technology. So I started as the first employee at Nomad Now in January 2018, at Nomad, I did basically everything from testing items and logging them on Jira to creating the first marketing strategy, to meeting with the first few clients, et cetera. It's been three years now, and the platform has grown to 80,000 job seekers and about 500 top clients who are large players in the financial services industry, as well as advertising agencies, et cetera. So I was the first employee there. Now I am the head of marketing. I manage about three people, and the business is going really well. We provide talent to a whole lot of top South African companies, and we're actually branching out into the UK and Australian markets. So we'll be providing UK and Australian companies with top South African talent. and um, This makes sense and is attractive for companies because the pound and the euro are pretty strong against the rand, and South Africans are extremely hard workers. So. We hope to re- really make waves in the uk and australian markets by providing them with freelance remote talent from south africa at nomad now i'm actually also working for two blockchain organizations in zook in switzerland the first one is the thinker token project the thinker token is one of the first security tokens which allows investors from any approved jurisdiction to invest in cattle ranching as an asset class. So basically, people can go and purchase the token via token gate or area to invest, or even using a a Swiss ISN or Valor number. And this entitles them to a share of the net operating revenue of the La Pradera cattle ranch, The Lapradera Cattle Ranch has been profitable for the last 20 years. So it's a really exciting financial instrument and it is making waves and is a pioneer in the tokenization space. And our hope is that our concept will be copied and used for other assets such as gold, property, buildings, all that kind of stuff. So it's been a huge privilege to be part of something that's so innovative and something that is at the forefront of financial technology. Then lastly, I'm running the digital marketing content for Crypto Valley Journal. Crypto Valley Journal is also based in Zurich, in Switzerland, and it gives readers an insight into everything to do with blockchain. So they are educational articles, there are update articles, they're background articles, they're interviews. If you want to learn anything about the crypto space, I highly recommend visiting Crypto Valley Journal as there's a lot of topical and insightful and informative content and a lot of educational content which deals with the basics of investing in blockchain, how to buy Bitcoin the different types of wallets you can use. So yes, those are my three projects for now. And a little bit later, I'll sort of explain how I got into all these different projects that I'm working on now. But I'm super lucky. I think it's super, super exciting to be a
0: remote digital marketer. (laughs) Wow, that sounds like a lot. And it sounds that you have a variety of different experiences. So if I understood well, first, after university, you began working for the South African company, and then you got to know some people here in Switzerland. And that's how you started working in these projects. And that's actually my next question. How did you get to know people here in Switzerland? And how did you first start freelancing?
1: So it's actually quite interesting, it was almost by accident and this is why I really believe that while you can set goals and objectives, sometimes life actually just works out in a different way and it's actually the correct path. I was looking for a full-time job somewhere in Europe, so in Germany, in Amsterdam or in London. It's quite difficult to get sponsored for a job if you're on a South African passport in Europe. Also, because I'm quite young, at this point, it was only like two years into my career that I started looking for all these jobs. So I applied for lots and lots and lots of jobs. I actually went for quite a few interviews. I even was offered two jobs where the contracts were signed. But when it came to securing the visa, we weren't able to meet the requirements. To find these jobs, I really, really worked hard at networking and connecting to people on LinkedIn explaining that I was the head of marketing for the startup in South Africa and I'm keen to explore and broaden and get a job in Europe. I just connected with loads and loads of people every day. I think I spent like one or two hours connecting every day, sending my CV out. So I got in touch with Jason Smythe and Dan and Preen and I said, listen, do you know of anyone or anything in Europe? And they are part of AvoLabs, they're blockchain developers, and they created the wildcards.worlds site, which raises funds for animal conservation using the blockchain. So they are super successful and were actually at CV Labs and were funded by a Swiss funder for blockchain.
0: I think they're originally from South Africa, right? Yes. 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 And then the company that I work for, CVVC and CV Labs, so the venture capital firm and the startup incubator, invested in Wildcards, the company that they created, that is about conservation of wild animals.
1: Yeah, they went to UCT, they South African, so that was a good connection, and they referred me to the Thinker Token project. So they had developed the website, and they said, "Listen, they don't have any marketing person, so." I was afforded the amazing opportunity of basically setting up the Finca token marketing portfolio. That's how I got into the Finca token and luckily it was all remote. It was an amazing opportunity because obviously I was working for a Swiss company, but living in South Africa, it was just so cool. And then Roger Darren, who is my manager at Finca token. He's just been also amazing. He's been a great mentor and also very helpful. He actually referred me to crypto Valley journal. I started doing some translations for them and then just developed from there. So that's how I got into these two other projects in Switzerland. I think a good lesson is that you just have to try and put in a lot of hours and eventually something good will come from your intentions. I really feel lucky. It was not really the path that I intended, but if I look back now, it's probably the best path I could have had because I have now the opportunity to live in Cape Town, South Africa. It's an amazing city as well as also to spend periods of time in Europe as my boyfriend lives in Europe. And I can do this all because all of my projects are remote. So I think it really turned out for the best.
0: Yeah, that's a really an amazing story. And I love how you said that at the beginning, you were just reaching out to a lot of people, you know, explaining your situation and saying what you want to do. And then all of a sudden, there was this coincidence that you reached out to the two guys who already had connections in Switzerland and then they referred you to Finca token and you started working with Finca token. So as you said, you just need to put in a lot of hours and reach out to as many people as possible. And then in the end, it's just like a game of numbers because if you reach out to hundred people for sure, at least one or two will have some lead or we'll refer you to somebody else afterwards. And then who knows what happens. And I find very interesting what you said that you spend around one hour a day or even more on LinkedIn reaching out to people. And I want to ask you, how did you first think of starting doing this? And how would people usually reply? And did you get a lot of responses? And what would people usually say?
1: good question so i actually started because obviously working with nomad now we learned about the power of linkedin so for nomad now when we first first launched we just wanted to expose people to the company and we realized that you know you could connect on mass with people so that kind of sparked the idea and then secondly i would have sort of little bio about myself as well as attached my CV. So it was really short message because obviously when you connect with people, you only have 250 characters. And actually, I don't even think you can add an attachment. So I would just send, hi there, I'm Claire. I'm the head of marketing for Nomad Now, South Africa's first end-to-end recruitment platform. I'm looking for opportunities in the UK. And what I can say is that the results were amazing so many people were so happy to connect i had tons of phone calls lots of awesome responses once the people would connect i'd send them my cv especially in the uk i had loads and loads of awesome responses and people really did want to help don't be scared the worst thing that can happen is that someone doesn't respond and if they don't respond it's likely that it's in no way personal to you so Honestly, just put yourself out there. And as Ivana has said, it's a numbers game. If you connect to 200 people, two people will have something for you. And people are really, really excited to chat to you. And obviously they flattered. (laughs) I mean, it's quite a compliment if you reach out to someone and say, hey, can you help me? So yeah, I would say it's a really, really good tool. You have to be persistent. You have to be patient. You have to know that none of it's personal if people don't reply people are super busy and they might see your invitation and your message and only reply months later. I actually have had some people reply months later, but yeah, my experience was awesome. I got so many
0: phone calls and just chatted to people and reassurance. It's super useful advice and also just an interesting idea of how to connect with people and how to find opportunities because usually we always think that we just need to do it in a traditional way, just apply for job advertisements which are open, but I don't think that's the case. And especially in this kind of situations, if you're maybe not based in the country or if you are just starting out, I think it's much worth connecting with people and spending more time networking than just sending your CV through traditional channels. You mentioned that you really enjoy your remote work experience. And I want to talk a little bit more about this remote work experience and how do you actually handle your work with clients? Because I must say, I was really impressed by the way that you were following up on all the tasks when we were working together on this project with Finca Token and how you were managing the weekly meetings and how you were preparing the presentations and showing the results of your work. I'm sure that Carlos and Roger were very happy with the results and I was really impressed. So do you have any tips on how to organize and how to structure your work when you work remotely? Because obviously there are some limitations. You're not there every day with them and the only communication happens online when you're on phone calls and maybe there are some communication barriers. But nevertheless, you did an amazing job. First, tell us, how do you organize and structure your work? And then what are your tips for people who also work remotely? How to structure their work in the best way so that the client feels satisfied with the delivery?
1: Thank you. That was very complimentary. So I really appreciate that. I think at first, it comes down to experience. When I first started working for Nomad Now, I actually wanted to travel. Took up an all-pairing job in Italy in Positano on the Amalfi Coast. And I was working for Nomad and I was all pairing, which was a lot of work. And it was kind of like an overload, but it's okay; It was a great experience. And that actually taught me that remote work needs to be taken very seriously. So in terms of how I manage my remote work, I think the number one thing is communication and also setting boundaries around your communication, because it's very easy to be always available. So firstly, for the Swiss project, I use Telegram. So I have Telegram on my phone, but I don't have any notifications. And obviously, I have the application on my computer. But basically, I turn it on at eight o'clock in the morning and five o'clock it goes off and I can't see any communication on my computer. The same goes with Nomad. I have Slack to chat with everyone at Nomad. But other than that, there's no communication outside of the hours, unless it's something really urgent. I think the number one thing is to create very strict boundaries, because if you're remote, you know, you're not in the office It's very easy to sit on your phone at night and be answering work calls or messages. And I just think boundaries, boundaries, boundaries in terms of communication. And then secondly, it's about managing expectations and being very upfront about the deliverable. So I try to drive the project and to drive the work and to say, okay, this is what needs to be done this week. These are the barriers or these might be the pain points. This is how we'll overcome them, but this is what's on the agenda for the week. So be upfront about what you're going to do during that week so you can manage expectations. What I try to do is also be a step ahead of the client in terms of the task. So trying to foresee what the client may need and trying to follow up on what you need and also to keep them updated. So if there's something that you were meant to deliver, but you couldn't, you let them know in advance it's quite important to not over-promise and under-deliver. So I really, really try to be realistic. So obviously it would be amazing to say, okay, I can do these five things in a week. But realistically, if you cannot do them, the client won't be upset if upfront you say, this is what can be done within the week. You need to be really realistic and you need to not be afraid to be realistic. You're not going to be letting anyone down if you are realistic you'll be letting people down if you overpromise and you underdeliver. so tips i would say firstly communication boundaries have your telegram or slack channel be available eight to five but then after that turn everything off and make sure you don't have access to it i think your client will thank you for this as well honestly your answer at nine o'clock at night probably won't be of very high quality probably won't be concentrating It's just better for everyone if you have strong, strong boundaries. Secondly, it's to have upfront deliverables and to manage expectations and to be realistic and to be gentle on yourself. Just because you are far away doesn't mean you need to overcompensate and try and do mountains and mountains of work. So just be realistic, but you also need to set the tone and set the standard. Then another thing is to try and be ahead of your client. So by that, I mean, set all the tasks let them know about all the tasks you want to achieve you could even use your Trello board in the beginning just to show them everything you're doing and everything that's going to come up so i think trying to manage upwards you know so trying to be ahead of your client so the last tip is to focus on your core offering so don't try and be a unicorn and be a jack of all trades. I think clients really appreciate if you can offer three to five services of very high standard, very high quality. And if you're a specialist in those areas. So I try to focus on brand strategy, social content creation, social content planning and publication and scheduling and a couple of other things. You know, you need to keep it simple. Don't try and do everything clients want quality and i think quality lies in simplicity
0: these are amazing tips but i actually wanted to talk more about being a step ahead of the client because i think this is very very important and especially if you work with a very demanding client if you show extra initiative and if you go this extra mile then this would definitely give them more confidence in you and this would definitely keep them satisfied but how do you anticipate what a client may want, or what could be the questions that client may have? Is this based on your experience or what would be your advice for other people how to do the same?
1: I think it's planning. In the beginning of a project, you really need to take time to create a strategy means that you're not working randomly. You're working from a very solid foundation. So you create a strategy, you go through the strategy with your client and then you make to-do items based on that strategy. So the strategy could be for three months and then your to-do items could be for three months. And because your client has asked you to run the digital marketing portfolio, you take one or two weeks to create the strategy. Then you, from the strategy, you take what you need to do create a tick list or a to-do list, and you add that to Notion, and then you just go with it. You just run with it. You write your SEO blog posts, you, you create your social content, but you agree on the strategy with your client. And then from there, you run with the strategy. And if the client asks for extra stuff, that's awesome. But it must kind of be in the beginning. You lay a very solid foundation. You agree on what you want, and then you run with it. You find out what the client needs in the very, very beginning. You spend quite a bit of time deciding on what they want and how you're going to achieve it, and then you just run with it. But then another thing I think is being very communicative with your client talking to them every day saying i'm working on this i'm working on that i need this reviewed i need that reviewed i think meetings are really important once a week catch up where ideas come up i think in terms of being a step ahead of the client digital marketing if you look at it like a skeleton structure every digital marketing portfolio needs seo needs a brand strategy needs a social strategy so if you have a template For a digital marketing portfolio, and then you apply that template to the brands that you're managing, it's not gonna change. It's not gonna be like, okay, one brand doesn't need SEO. Every brand that wants to be present in terms of the digital marketing space or the digital space will have to have the same elements. So you need to be mindful of that. And then you need to be aware that you need to apply that to all your different clients. I think it's also about setting up tasks beforehand and then running with them. You create your strategy, then you decide on your strategy, um, then you create the task list, and then you run with it.
0: Actually, I wanted to talk to you about the weekly meetings that we had with Finca Token, because I really like how you prepared the presentation. And then every week during the call, you would present the results of our work that we've done throughout the week. In the end, they asked you to prepare the three learnings from this week and something that we can apply for the next week. So can you talk a little bit more about this whole process so that our listeners can maybe get some ideas of how to present the fruits of their work to their clients?
1: Obviously with any type of work, you have objectives and then from your objective, you have your to-do list. Then from your to-do list, you'll have your results. And from your results, you'll have your learnings. It's about having a formulaic approach. So you'll start your meeting on the Tuesday or whatever. And you'll talk about your objectives for the previous week and what you did. Then you'll talk about the results and what happened. And then you'll talk about what you learned. And then you'll talk about what you want to do in the next week. So obviously, if you have your strategy, then you have your to-do list. Then you break your to-do list into week by week tasks or maybe the client has a task maybe they suddenly want like a content plan to focus on the product in a certain light then you'll go over your work and then you know you'll decide so i think it all boils down to actually having naming your tasks you know it might sound a little bit boring but actually it's really important when you're working By yourself to list every single thing that you need to do because sometimes you I don't know about others but I often do question myself and I'm like have I done enough work have I delivered how's the quality so when you are able to be very organized and be very detailed about every single task you're doing it really helps so my advice is every week write down your objectives and your to-do list and then Obviously you'll follow the structure of the meeting where you'll say, okay, this is what I did. These were the results. This is what I learned and this is what we need to do next week. And also I just wanna say that in those meetings, it's a great time for team ideation. So lots of the time you'll chat about the work and then you will say, actually I have this great idea. The team will say, oh cool, let's run with it. Or the team could say, oh no, let's not do that. And that's how it could go. So conversation and talking is really, really important obviously just because you're remote doesn't mean you're completely remote you always have video tools and this really really helps to just connect and to be on the same page and also it kind of helps the relationship it builds trust and maybe you can have a little bit of time to talk personally about if you're going on holiday or what your weekend was like or what the weather was like and kind of breaks the ice I think it's just important to know that the people you're working with are also human so it's very very important to be in good personal relationship going Um, i think you don't need to be afraid and often i think especially amongst women we have this kind of like fear that we're not doing enough or that we need to do more and i think it's really important to trust yourself so also you need to go into the meeting with confidence you need to know that your work has probably been really really good you need to be open to new and fresh ideas but i think being confident and Running these meetings is really important as well Is just backing yourself.
0: This is amazing. And there is actually one more thing that I observed when we worked together. I really liked that you took notes during those meetings, which we had on a weekly basis. And then you also repeated several times, okay, this person is responsible for these tasks. This person is responsible (laughs) for these tasks. And this person is responsible for those tasks. Because usually, you know, when you have these meetings, everybody's talking and you're exchanging ideas. And then by the end of the meeting... You don't even know who is responsible for what in the end. And then maybe some people don't even take their tasks seriously or don't really understand what is their role in the whole process. So I really, really liked that you took notes and that several times you were saying and repeating, okay, so this is what we agreed on. These are the next steps. You would say this like somewhere in the middle of the meeting and then also towards the end. And I really, really liked this because it kind of really sticks with you. And then you really remember, okay, these are my tasks and this is something that I need to work on. And then also another important thing is that, so not only that you did this during the meetings, but also you would follow up then during the week and before the next meeting asking, okay, where we are standing with these tasks? How are we moving forward? What are the results to prepare for the next meeting? And then you would have all the information that the client may need or that the client may ask about and you would have the full information to present where we are and where we stand so i really like this and i think this is a very very interesting and very nice approach to when you're working with clients and especially when you're working remotely because it just shows that you are on top of all your tasks if you show this kind of behavior that the client is super happy and super confident that you know what you're doing so this was really really interesting i learned from you in this process
1: Thank you, that's amazing. I really, really, really (laughs) appreciate that. I just wanna say like, I think the important part is to keep things simple. So, you know, you have these meetings and everyone's like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And it's so exciting and everyone has amazing ideas. And it can actually get a bit overwhelming. And then you think to yourself, okay, cool, but like, where are we? And I think it might seem laborious. It might take time, but admin and just detail is really important to extract. Okay, what did we decide on in this meeting? What are the objectives? What is the to-do list? What is everyone's small task? And actually it makes it so much more simple. Then everyone knows there are three to four tasks they have to do. And that is that. I think it's just to try and extract the core elements of what needs to be done and to not get overwhelmed my basic message is to keep things simple to have your meeting extract the core ideas extract the five objectives or five to do items and then get them done I think also if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're not quite sure like where the project is going or what needs to be done then the quality of your work maybe will suffer a little bit because you just feel a bit overwhelmed and you don't have that clarity of mind. So I think it's just about whatever you need to do to give you as much clarity of mind to do the small tasks you need to do as possible. So it's all about breaking things up into bite sizes and then using those little small steps to achieve the big goal. I think you're never going to... Be confident and calm about your work if you think of it as a massive mountain you need to climb. But if you think of it as tiny steps, week by week, then it really, really helps to just make you feel calm and to allow you to be as creative as possible and to, you know, problem solve as much as possible because... I think in today's working world, problem solving and critical thinking skills as well as creativity are probably, you know, the top three skills you need to really succeed and to set yourself apart. And I think breaking things up into small pieces and being very detailed about meetings really, really
0: helps with that. Claire, can you tell us about what type of services are you offering to your clients?
1: my services start on the strategy side. So I'll go in and do like a deep dive and create a branding strategy. Well, firstly, I'll create an overall digital marketing strategy that comprises of SEO, social, website community management etc it's firstly about strategy my favorite favorite thing to do is a branding strategy where i apply brand equity brand personality and, and all that kind of stuff to the brand i find that fascinating it's the acre model of brand personality it's just the social media strategy seo strategy community management strategy And then from there, I do social media content creation as well as scheduling and publication of it. I'm sure everyone in digital marketing who is involved in social will understand that this can take a very long time and it is very detail oriented. You have to have a huge attention to detail for this i do blog posts for seo as well as general blog posts then i also look at the website and just check if it needs updated wording or if it needs any updates in line with any developments within the project and then there's also a bit of project management so if there's like a different partner that comes on or if there are service providers like other content creators or blog writers then Know I have to manage them and liaise with them about their services and their work and their output. And I actually really enjoy project managing because I just think that things get done so much better when there's more people involved. So it's really fun, I find, to give people sort of the freedom and autonomy to do what they want in terms of content creation and blog writing and let them have their creativity and then coming back to the drawing board and changing a few things and then creating an awesome content plan or whatever. Actually, I'm so lucky that I work with one of my best friends at Nomad now, and you know she does all the content creation and graphic design. We just make such a good pair because I'm actually not that great at graphic design and creating infographics, and she is. It's awesome working you know, with people and you just grow and they grow, and that's really cool. So, yeah, that's core services that I offer. So I run social media ads as well as on the analytics side, collect the data in terms of the results from social media ads. I can run Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, Twitter ads. And then it's also working with link tracking to understand the results of the ads and to do comparisons as to why certain ads performed better than other ads. So it's also a little bit of data analysis to see your return on your investment in terms of the advertising, which I actually really enjoy, considering that I have a background in economics. So there's a bit of data analysis and running of the ads. And I find that also very interesting because there's actually quite a few nuances that you need to be aware of when setting up social media ads you really need and especially to be when it comes to yeah. blockchain companies
0: that's actually really yes important.
1: absolutely for sure so you need to be really careful and that's actually something i like about social media you know I really do believe that marketing is changing and that it, it is a two-way conversation. And you can't just pay a hundred thousand Rand and get like a million views if you have a terrible ad. So you need to be really mindful that the ads you're producing are relevant and add value. And I think that's very interesting because where previously marketers could just buy up space and then their ads would be shown. On social media, your ad is given a relevant score. So it's always interesting to try and achieve good relevance ratings so that your ads are actually seen. So there's quite a lot of thinking that goes into it,
0: I would say. What was you learning from running the social media ads for Finca token? Because I remember that during those weekly meetings, you were comparing the performance Mm -hmm. of ads on different channels. And I remember that you mentioned that you had the best performance on Twitter, which is kind of understandable because there is a large blockchain community on Twitter. So maybe just for others who are interested in running ads, what would you say should be the first go-to channel for running ads related to blockchain?
1: Obviously, there's a thriving blockchain community on Twitter. And also, there's a lot of conversation. Twitter is a conversational platform. I think number one learning is you have to add value and you have to be relevant. So you need to really look at your audience and you need to really consider like if your audience really is going to want to see that content. So I think Twitter, obviously, you should first try Twitter. But then at the same time, you know, if you have amazing graphics and if you have amazing videos and if you're an art, I know there's like a virtual art gallery where you can invest on the blockchain. Maybe then Instagram would be your best platform. Also learning, it's not like a copy paste situation. It's very, very particular to the brand. It's very particular to needs a lot of attention to detail because every brand will be different. But obviously in this situation, Twitter was our best performer. Um, but then I also want to say that like on LinkedIn, you have that banner ad, which is really cool. Or the text ad at the top of the page. So for me, that's my favorite ad on LinkedIn. It's the text ad at the top of the page that appears before everything. It's just one line. Once again, simplicity is key.
0: Great. And what are your plans now for the future?
1: Obviously I've been with Nomad now since 2018. It's the first hiring platform in South Africa. I really, 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 really want to see it succeed. And I believe that it will completely succeed. So please visit www.nomadnow.co. if you need any flexi or permanent talent at a really really good rate also south african talent so if you're uk or swiss based it's going to be very very cost effective so that's one of my clients and then obviously i have crypto valley journal and blockchain and what i kind of want to do is i want to formalize what i'm doing at the moment in terms of consulting to three companies so i will be probably launching my own little marketing agency in 2021 that I'll focus on these three clients, but I want to start building my own brand in terms of the marketing services that I offer. So please, please, please watch out for the launch of my website references. I'll probably only start to take more clients like within the next six months, just because I'm very, very, very focused on quality and keeping things simple. I'm hoping to just take what i'm doing now my three jobs my consulting work and sort of grow it and also bring other people other talented marketers into it and you know reach out to other brands and start marketing for other brands because i just think obviously i've loved this way of working i think it's the best for creativity it's the best for output and hopefully some way i can make a tiny difference
0: important thing to mention is that now you are really experienced in working with blockchain companies because I remember a few months ago we were working with one client and they hired an agency from Berlin and they said that they were looking really hard to find somebody experienced in marketing blockchain companies and that they had really hard time finding somebody who had relevant experience especially when it comes to running ads and things like that you've been with finca token from the very beginning and finca token has gone from the beginning now they have a lot of partnerships they have very strong brand presence and brand awareness so if any other blockchain companies are looking for experienced marketeer then definitely they should contact you how can they find you
1: i'm very interested in blockchain and i just believe It's the future and it's already present in a lot of areas and it's going to be the future. So I am passionate about it. If you're looking for a passionate blockchain marketeer, please contact me. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Claire Millwood, just connect with me and I'll be very, very happy to chat. I will be launching my website probably in January or February. Once my website is up and running, I'll get Ivana to put the link into the description. But I just wanna say that I'm always, always, always willing to chat. If anyone has an interesting project or wants to share any thoughts, or wants to learn, or wants advice, I am really open, I'd love to connect, I love meeting new people, and talking about interesting topics.
0: Okay Claire, so before we wrap this up, what would be your top three tips for other people who want to do freelancing, who want to work remotely for clients, as digital marketing consultants or maybe as virtual assistants or in any similar role, what would be your top three tips on how to achieve that?
1: I think I mentioned this before, but it's really important to be an expert in like three core services. So focus on three core offerings. So it could be brand strategy, social media content creation and SEO strategy and SEO blog writing so firstly focus on your three skills and market yourself as an expert in those three skills so as i said before keep it simple and keep it high quality then secondly use some platforms so obviously what's amazing about the world in 2020 is that you can literally sign up to a freelance or job platform and you can get a job so i'd recommend nomad now in south africa then Worksim, based in London, is fantastic. They're very detailed in terms of their, the the project. So you list your core services, and then they will be like a project is matched to your profile. And it's also very project based. So it'll be like maybe someone will need a whole bunch of social media content for one week. So that's quite cool. And then Hello Mars is based in Amsterdam. It's for marketing freelancers. I actually did do some work for them last year for about six months. Awesome company. The founder is Louise Dawn and they actually also have a Hello Masters podcast. So my third tip is to start small. You don't need to become a full-time freelancer in one day. If you're thinking of going freelance, maybe you can take a small freelance project alongside your existing job. I think we need to remember that most people don't have the financial support to just suddenly one day quit their job and the next day become a freelancer so you need to be quite cognizant of that and also I think it makes the whole thing less overwhelming so instead of saying okay today I'm going to quit my job tomorrow I need to get three freelance jobs that are going to pay me x maybe keep your job and try look for freelance work on the side and then only once you've got the freelance work go into it so there's definitely no need to dive straight into it and there's no need to try and achieve
0: everything at once you just need to go bit by bit amazing Claire thanks a lot for sharing Mm -hmm. your experience and your advice guys I hope you enjoyed this episode and please don't forget to subscribe to get notified when the next episode is out